Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. Fear. Everyone is afraid of something, and for many, fear is an adrenaline rush they actively seek. Think haunted houses, extreme sports, and even horror movies. But for others, it's a very negative, emotionally crippling, and even life-changing experience. How we manage our fear is a very important aspect of life. Today, we decided to give the devil his due and take a look at one of the more powerful emotions. So grab your flashlight and security blankets because today, two random men are going to discuss fear. So when I was a young man and I was staying home alone one time for one of the first times that I was staying home by myself, I was sick. Mom and dad were going out. I convinced them, hey, just let me stay here. I'm, I'm fine. I'm old enough now. You know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And so they left me alone, spent the night eating popcorn, having a good time, doing my best adolescent risky business kind of bullshit. Did you slide and around in your socks? Probably. <laughs> I think so. But my dumb ass decides at about nine o'clock at night that, ooh, there's this movie coming on that I've never seen. I always heard it was really scary. I'm going to get on the couch and bundle up and watch this movie. What was it? It was The Exorcist. Oh. And I knew Good not choice. much about it other than it was a scary movie. Mm. So, my stupid little self decides to watch this movie, and it was traumatizing. <laughs> the rest of the... like, I just... <laughs> the rest of the evening... It wasn't all night. They weren't gone all night, but it felt like forever because it, every sound in the house... I was not feeling vulnerable up until that moment. Mm-hmm. Up until I got about, oh shit, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes in when stuff really starts going on. And then it was every sound, every tree scratching the window, every door creaking, everything was just terrifying. And I'm like, I'm small and weak and I shouldn't be here. I need my mommy. <laughs> yeah, where's mom? Where's dad? And so that was like the first time that I can remember. I know, you know, I was probably scared when I was a kid, but that was the first time I can remember being. I was probably an early teenager. Truly Some, terrified. Like, just yeah. terrified. Like, I can't wait for someone else to get home. I am scared to death of the dark. Every light in the house was on. Yeah. I think everybody came home and was like, what are you doing? I'm just wide awake, <laughs> pacing around the house with all the lights on. I was like, I messed up. I messed up so bad. What'd you do? I watched this movie. What did you watch? The Exorcist. You fool. You damn fool. Why would you do that? <laughs> Stuck with me, man. Yeah, so that's the first time I can remember being truly terrified. It, it was a film, but it wasn't the film that did it. It was then like realizing just how alone you were in the dark, and your mind starts playing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it really matters what age you are. I think everybody's done that. Where when you have anybody with you, it kind of makes you like, eh, "That's not cool. No big deal." But when you're by yourself, and you, like you said, you start hearing every single little thing. But then, like you said, you just watched a super scary movie. So, yeah, you got a million other things running through your mind, too, on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Your mind plays tricks on you in the dark. I think people, at our core, we want to be afraid. I think we are just afraid. People enjoy it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why we have horror movies and haunted houses. And people play pranks on each other to scare because that adrenaline mm-hmm. rush, when you still know you're safe, really in your subconscious, you know you're safe. Mm-hmm. It's exhilarating. Mm-hmm. It's why I know, uh, like, y'all, you probably have the side of the bed that probably is closest to the door. Mm-hmm. That's probably your side of the bed. Yep. 
And so that way the wife can sleep good because she knows if they get in there, they're going to get you first. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Say, how quick can you get down the hallway? Why do I have to engage in the hallway? Yeah. Did you ever see that? Uh, I think it was a Twitter thing that the wife put on about her side of the bed versus the husband's side of the bed. And then a lot of wives started uploading to it. And every guy's side of the bed was cookie cutter the same. It was bottles of water and a baseball bat. No, yeah. And it was it got hilarious because you just start scrolling down and there's a ton of them. And it's like, yeah, we all have that same. Mm-hmm. I need something within arm's reach. Security blanket. Yeah. Adult security blankets. What I think is funny is the dog sleeps in the room with us. And, and she's she's a good-sized dog, but she sleeps on my side. I'm like, no, go be be on the other side. But, nah. I think uh, I think there's so many different aspects of fear. And it can be, of course, everybody has something that, that freaks them out, that scares them. Of course, there's the whole phobia thing, which we'll get to later on. But uh, I'm guessing when you were watching the movie, the whole clown scene. Clown? Was yeah. there a clown in The Exorcist? Oh, did man, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, thinking Poltergeist. You're thinking Poltergeist? I was about oh, to say, man. This, was The Exorcist scarier than I remember it being? Was there a freaking clown in that it's movie? The one thing it was missing. That was the one, <laughs> yeah, I was just... Sorry, I always go back to that because the first movie... So you just brought up something subconscious with you. I guess oh, Poltergeist yeah. really messed you up, man. Actually, it wasn't Poltergeist. Uh, the first movie I... The first scary movie, uh, adult movie, that I remember seeing that freaked me out, and it wasn't even really a movie, it was a miniseries, was It. Mm-hmm. And the whole clown thing. Of course, I know so many people in this world, clowns, that scare them, yeah, freak them out. That's a pretty big phobia. I, I've grown out of the fear of them, but I do remember... I was at the circus one time. I think we went on a school trip and we were sitting down in our seats and there was a clown walking around in the stands. I didn't see him. And he came up out of nowhere and jumped in front of me. Boogie, and went, boogie, boogie. Yeah, went, <laughs> whatever. And I just reached out and I punched him right in the nose. Oh, no. And it was hilarious because it went, like Uncle Buck. Oh, it was, yeah, like straight up, like he had a squeaky nose. And I punched him in it and just went, <laughs> it's a little kid hand. Yeah, yeah, clowns are a big one. Do you remember in 2016 when all those clowns were the clown yeah, sightings? Do you remember that shit going up? down? Yeah, that was the clown sightings. Everybody was seeing them, and it's like, how did nobody? As far as I remember, nobody got hurt during it. It was more so. just hoax and people doing dumb shit. I, I don't recall anybody actually being hurt, other than maybe a couple of clowns that got the shit kicked out of them. Mm, yeah. Probably. But yeah, that was a scary time. That's when I think the ring doorbells were going through the roof and mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. was getting security cameras and the fucking... If you were scared of clowns, 2016 was a bad year for you. That's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I finally got out of that because like now I I love going back and watching the miniseries It or the or, or the remake that they did a few years back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't freak me out anymore. But I do know that a lot of people like uh, clowns, dolls, um, different... Things like okay, everybody I think has a different kind of animal that maybe freak them out a little bit. And see, when it comes to fear, I don't have like a phobia of a lion, but if I see a lion charging at me, I'm gonna be scared to death. It's yeah. there's fear, yeah, definitely. But I don't have a phobia. If I can go to the zoo and look at a lion, well, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but your fear of a lion's not irrational. That is completely rational, and you <laughs> should be afraid of a lion. Yeah, you should. yeah, that's ingrained in you from the. Dawn of time when we were monkey people walking around. Like, yeah, something's going to chase me. Something's going to, anything that can eat you, anything that can is chase well you. deserved being afraid of. Anything that can chase you. So then what, the difference between a fear and a phobia? I would think a fear would be 
something you, you're afraid of, and a phobia would be something that maybe not irrational because I mean spiders can hurt you and snakes can hurt you and all that, but something that is detrimental to your way of life that impacts your day-to-day living. So believe I'm right on this. Yes, the Huffington Post says a fear is an emotional response to a real or perceived threat. Okay, I follow. Phobia is the same with the difference that the anxiety experienced is so strong it interferes with your quality of life and or the the ability to function. Which I know that's true because I know some people like they see say a snake. Or a spider, something like that, they just freeze. They they yeah, can't act. There's no fight or flight. It's just it's the third one that no one talks about. Yeah, is freezing up. Yeah, just freeze up. You see a lot of that in people getting away from things like monsters and animals and such. But you see a lot of people experience that in videos of like street fights, bar fights, things breaking out, um, emergency situations mm-hmm. where instead of most getting involved. of the crowd yeah nobody's nobody's running nobody's getting help nobody's administering aid they just stand there and freeze up and i believe it's easier now because you can hide behind your screen that's why yeah. everybody throws up a cell phone because it separates you from the situation mm-hmm. it's a mental buffer of okay this isn't really happening in front of me this is something i'm watching through a screen so it's not real it's not real yeah. it's not real it's the same thing as pulling a blanket up above your head mm-hmm. yeah and watch any video there's always there could be somebody a grown man attacking a woman and there's five or six grown men standing there and they're just frozen mm. or they pull out their phones and it's like, help her. What are you doing? Why are you freezing up? Yeah. And yeah. You, you see it in every situation. That's an emergency situation where there's videotape is someone's just standing there with their thumb up their ass. And I think that's that third category instead of fight or flight is freeze that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Just freeze up. Yep. Yeah. People are afraid of conflict just as much as they're afraid of a snake. I agree, one hundred percent. And I think it's also worth noting that okay, me and you, we're we're grown adult men now. We have kids, and yeah, some we, could argue that, but yes, well, we're grown. Not that we have kids. I, I'm not saying we're mature or anything like that, but we are grown <laughs> adults, and we do have children. But uh, I know you probably did the same thing. Like, so say I'm walking down the hallway and I hear a scary sound. I might just go, I don't have to go investigate that. I've seen a horror movie. I know this ends. I'm not going to go check it out. I'm going to go the other way. It's fine. But now that you have kids, like you kind of get that, I, I guess you go dad mode. Yeah. The adrenaline rush of like, I hope there's a motherfucking clown in that room. <laughs> You're still probably scared shitless of it. But like, that's your response to it now. It's like, I'm just going to go in there. Protection mode. Protection. And yeah. Uh, Papa bear. <laughs> yeah. Papa bear. Mama bears do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Moms will true. charge into a room. That's true. <laughs> down a hallway. And you're like, you don't know what's down there. And yeah. Like, Take the knife and the flashlight. Go. Yeah. So I think that th- there's a big part of that. Yeah. The going dad mode on just like, this is normally something I would never be a part of get involved in. Cause who knows? There might be a werewolf down there. I don't know. Yeah. If it was just me in the situation, I'm probably going to go. I'm going to walk Come back way. with force. Yeah. But yeah, something about the yeah, app. You wake up in the middle of the night now, and it's you're a bolt down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Go, I wish I wish somebody would. <laughs> you say that until... You say that until you yeah turn the corner in the kitchen, and you're like, what clown? <laughs> I think that was probably... I noticed I say probably. I don't even say probably. Probably. It's My okay. accent's kicking in real heavy yeah, here. Okay. But probably when the clown sightings were happening, it mixes a childhood fear of the clowns with a very real adult fear of home invasion which i think 
it kind of merges the two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a scary clown. It's a scary clown trying to get into my house. Mm-hmm. And that's a very real adult. Probably one of the biggest ones fear laying in your bed at night hearing noises is someone. You're not thinking a monster. You're not thinking there's a bear in the house. You're thinking there's another human in my house. And that means they're here to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or someone I love. Seem reasonable enough? Very. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, and maybe that's the thing, like more so as a child, you're thinking a monster. Gonna snatch me, gonna eat me up. Yeah. Where now as an adult, it's more like, I don't want to say a real threat, but yeah, I guess it yeah, is a real for threat. real yeah, people. It, yeah. Happens to them all. Happens yeah. all the time, home invasions. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a burglar, you don't know. That's somebody breaking in to steal the television, which still sucks, or that's the Night Stalker. Yeah. I don't know how people can still leave their doors unlocked. It's sad because, I mean, we grew up in a time that's kind of the very tail end of that. When you could still leave a window open on a hot summer night. Yeah, you can still have them to ride his bike down the street. Gone. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if things are more dangerous more dangerous now or it's just easier to see because of social media and the internet. You can see all the bad stuff that goes on in the world mm-hmm. versus what happened in your small town growing up. Yeah, because you didn't hear about stuff like that until way later on after it happened. Now it's you see it later that day. Daily. Yeah. And the news now is mm-hmm. all horrible. Mm-hmm. That's true. So yeah, the merging of childhood fears and adult fears. Hmm. I think a lot of it goes back to that whole, just the fear of the dark, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting there going, I, I can't I can't see what's just beyond this point. So I don't know what's there. The lack of visual stimuli, I believe, causes your brain to run wild. Just yeah. think about how much you're bombarded if you, if you don't have vision impairment all day long, mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours of the day. You're just taking in information so your brain doesn't have time to wander. You can still daydream, but it doesn't have time to wander like when you're laying down, going to sleep, and then all you have are your other senses, and you kind of start to slip into that REM state, and then that's usually, I know me still, every couple of years, I'll have one of those nights where I just slam awake, and it's like something's in the room with me. Boom. Mm -hmm. I'll sit up like a shot, and it's always at that phase of right when I'm about to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah. happen often, but it still happens. You know, when you, you you'll wake up but not open your eyes, the room's pitch black, and you're like, I feel like there's something in the room with me. I hate it more whenever I wake up in the middle of the night and like I'm still, you know, I'm fuzzy. I, I don't really know what's going on. Whatever, and I kind of open up one eye, and I can maybe because a lot of times we leave the door open, you know, in case Jack is out of bed, mm-hmm. you know. But I can still kind of see down the hall just a little bit, and all I'm like, I, all I think to myself is. If a shadow moves right now, I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have that missing, like, is there something there? Okay, it's not. Go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Playing tricks on I'm you. I'm a big coward as, a, as an adult. <laughs> now, we've talked at length about my fears out of multiple episodes. I wonder how much of it is brought on by stress, too. Stress as a child oh, versus stress as an adult. It's got to play a factor into it. It's got to. Childhood stresses are different than adult stresses, but they still affect you. I'm mm-hmm. not a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but it seems like that has to play a factor in once you're you're bedding down and you're going to sleep. I'm sure there's research done on this. We're just two guys, you know, throwing a ping pong ball back and forth. But I think that has a big effect too. Because when you're more stressed, it seems like your sleep's worse, and your mind's racing constantly. You've got so mm-hmm. many different things going on. Negative, just negative yeah, thoughts. Just neg- yeah, yeah. Why does 
Why don't you have the positive thoughts when you're falling asleep? Why does your mind snap to negativity? What's that thing about they say, hey, don't dream about elephants, and then you have to dream about elephants. Yeah, you're thinking, don't, don't fall asleep thinking about all the horrible shit that's going to happen, and that's what pops into your head first. We need to go to bed every night going, I'm going to dream of gumdrops and rainbows. rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing that really always freaked me out is anybody that has a collection of things that can stare at you. Anything with eyes? Anything with eyes. Dolls, little porcelain figurines. Yeah, just anything that they can see. I wonder if that's also ingrained in us as humans from back when we lived with wild animals. And You know, I, I picture a lion looking through the grass and you catching those eyes on you. Yeah, that, that, like when yeah. things are looking at you, a jaguar. You catch the reflection of the eyes. Just yeah, like, oh, the fear of eyes is like, I'm being hunted. Shit, what is up Subconsciously, there? I'm being hunted if something's staring at me. Without blinking, it's locked in. Mm-hmm. Just a thought. Yeah. That's probably maybe where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> and then just dolls are creepy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, especially like I said, there's a collection of them. Like, especially when they get the little beady eyes that really can look like they're looking in any direction at, at any time. And so you're like sitting there and you feel like all of this is watching me at the same time. This is freaky. And all I'm waiting for is like one to just move just a little bit. <laughs> You think you see it move. It's like paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think you've never been in a haunted castle, but I imagine it's the same way. Yeah, those eyes are following me. They say we're only born with two fears, which is falling and loud noises. Okay. That's what they say. Who they are. They. Take that. Yes, they. It's they. Yeah. Top people. The powers that be. It's our top people. Yeah. So all other fear is conditioning. Okay. What what do you think about that? Everything mm. else is learned. You have to be taught. I mean, think about the hot stove. You have to be taught to be afraid of hot stove. You don't realize something's hot. You don't even have an understanding of it until you touch that hot pan. Yeah, because I mean, uh, you wouldn't be scared of an animal or something unless you were told or you saw mm. it do something. When you're a kid and you've pet 10, 12 dogs, you know, when you're a toddler, and then that one lunges at you and you see the teeth, mm-hmm. and then from then on, you don't like dogs. Yeah. Probably why I, I'm the way I am with dogs. I love, I'm a dog huge dog bit fan. Your face. Two of them did. One almost ripped my <laughs> ear off, and the other one bit them my cheek. Yes. But one of them was my own fault. You still like was, dogs. I love dogs, yeah. You like dags? I like dags. Yeah. But yeah, the one almost ripped my ear off, and the other one, uh, I still have the scar on my cheek, actually, for it bit through, but guess what? I learned not to screw with them. Mm-hmm. Because the one was was definitely my fault. I was I was messing with it, doing something I shouldn't have been doing. Pulling on the dog's ears and nose, yeah, and ears and tail, and everything. Had enough. Yep, yep. So that was yeah. So I learned the hard way. Conditioning. Mm-hmm. There again. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's definitely a big part of that. Where yeah, you have to mentally learn to fear something, which is good. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. it's survival. But yeah, I think you have to learn. But then, <laughs> like we said about with the movies. We sit here and we watch this scary movie, which it might be something that normally was a thing that wasn't scary. And now we're sitting here watching it in this movie going, oh, shit, that's scary as hell. That's how a great suspense movie works. They don't have to show gore. It doesn't have to be grotesque. It's just the suspense alone makes you nerve-wracked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think about, you know, culture over the years has evolved. You know, there originally was, you know, Frankenstein's monster, vampires, werewolves, you know, some of the older ones, uh, you know, mummy you know, those kind of things that were like the old school monsters. And we progressed from that so much and made it just so much more elaborate 
with the creatures and things to be scared of. You keep having to up the game. That's why kids now watch a movie like Nightmare on Elm Street and it doesn't affect them like it terrified mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I think even those kind of things, Mary Shelley, Bram Stoker, that's just a couple of hundred years. I mean, not even 200 years. Mm-hmm. 130, 140 years maybe removed. Before that's thousands of years of human history, people still had fears. I guess that's why they made up monsters, you know, legends. Hmm. Kind of to explain the unexplained, the fear of the dark, to teach children, like, don't go out there. You don't know what's out there. When really it was probably a line getting them with their, like, oh, there was a, a this creature that they came up with. Chupacabras. <laughs> of all the of all the creatures to go with you with Chupacabra. Texas. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Chupacabra's going to get uh, you. Okay. You get know. your goat, at least. I was thinking more like Mothman. Get your uh, Jersey Devil, <laughs> things like that. But okay. Bigfoot, okay, Bigfoot. I'm not still. I'm still believe Bigfoot's real. You got to. I do. Uh, it's kind of when when you're a kid and you start learning certain things exist and maybe don't. It's fun to still have a little bit of magic left in the world. Mm-hmm. Even if, think, what if? What if? Then that shit creeps up on you when you're alone in the dark. What if? Neck of the woods. What if? What yeah. if? Hey. What if I'm the one? Yeah. Fuck that movie Fire in the Sky, too, while we're at it. That movie <laughs> traumatized me. I used to like aliens. Then I was young and watched Fire in the Sky at that scene. I was like, nope, 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 aliens. Mm. That's one. Aliens. Alien. Alien, yeah. I'm talking about the movie or talking about the, the subject matter? I was talking about the subject matter. Because people are terrified of that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that kind of goes back to just the, I think the alien thing, being scared of aliens, is kind of the combination of a monster and the unknown and where's it come from? I don't understand it. You know, like all of it mixed together. As a matter of fact. I think it's a repressed memory from when you were a baby and things were being done to you that you couldn't control by weird, tall, slender beings with big eyes and it's just coming back on you. Hey, back to things that kind of freaked us out uh, that maybe were a little weird. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind freaked me out. Really? Yeah. See, that one didn't it, do I, it for me. Man, I, I just, it weirded me. I know it wasn't supposed to be like that, but it just freaked me out. But Claymation and Stop Animation, Stop Motion Animation. Yep. Movies and cartoons and stuff like that have always weirded they me out. creep you out? Oh, yeah. Not so, so like, much nowadays, but they used to like, yeah, they used to creep me the hell out, man. It was just weird. So it was Ray, like they had the way that they're moving and everything. I was like, ah, it's like Ray Harryhausen is like the master of your nightmares. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't watch Mighty Do- Joe Young. <laughs> the monkey freaks me out. I was like, I can see that. The way that the Rancor moved in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. like that freaked me out, man. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't it's, like it's it. It's unnatural. Yeah. Unnatural. Which is funny because before we started this, we were talking about the, the 90s uh, cartoon, Pump of the Night. Yeah, yeah. How we came up. we loved that as kids, but it's still like kind of like I loved it, but I was also kind of like ah, it's kind of weird. Uh, okay, but I that forgot just... that show. That was like '94. Yeah, way back when. Yep, but that that style just kind of just weirded me out, man. Gumby's coming to get you. Yeah, Gumby. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like at any moment, I was waiting for Gumby to turn into a scary like horror movie. You, you know, just... wait. I think I fig- I, I'm going to do some psychology on you, sir. I think I know where this comes from. Hmm. Large Marge. Large Marge? Large Marge. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Tell him Large Marge <gasps> sent you. Oh. oh. Stop motion claymation. Oh. Oh. Did I just solve a puzzle? 
You're cured, bro. You're cured. Definitely not cured. Large Marge. Definitely not cured, but I, we might we not might not now know the the where it came from. Somewhere, a wee little Keith sitting on a couch watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure, having a great time. Bicycles in the bottom mm. of the Alamo, and then Large Marge comes to get you. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. Wow. Tim Burton. There you go, man. Well, thanks for that one. That one's on the house. That one's free. Yeah. I'm gonna get off the couch now. <laughs> it could explain it. That'd probably be your first introduction to stop motion that was terrifying. It's true. Mm, true. Pretty spooky. Pretty spooky stuff. I also think in that, that there was a lot of stuff when we were kids that was things that were pretty creepy that weren't made to be creepy. That was before CGI, so a lot of that stuff that they were doing in horror movies was stop animation. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Stop motion. Yeah. What's something that freaks you out, scares you, that might not necessarily scare somebody else? Someone else might think, like, really? That's what freaks you out? Hmm. Candles. Candles. Not afraid of candles. I find myself constantly blowing them out. Okay. I'll walk around the house three times making sure candles are out. Sometimes going back to the same candle. I'll do it to candles in the middle of the day that are scented candles. I'll blow them out. I will go through other people's houses while I'm a guest and just, without thinking, blow out their damn candle. <laughs> Why do my candles keep going out? Damn it, Kenny. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. It's just, I don't know why I do it. Are you afraid the house is going to catch on fire? I guess so. I don't know why. Just open (laughs) flame. Like, I love fires. I love bonfires. I love fires in a fireplace. Candles to me. I'm just thinking, curtain, fire. I will walk around just blowing out candles. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) So, I I, I wouldn't call it irrational, but yeah. I don't think it's really fair to say anything. A fear is rational or irrational because it's, it's a fear. I mean... You can't help it. It's legit in your head. Yeah. Yeah. That and then waking up out of a coma and them telling me that the past 20 years didn't happen. It was all in my imagination. Your family isn't real. The what? Yeah. (laughs) It's not something I worry about constantly, but it's one of those things that every once in a while I'm like, what if I just woke up tomorrow? And they're like, oh, yeah, the past 20 years didn't happen. Okay. That's deep. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. said, I don't carry it with me everywhere, but every once in a while, it's kind of like those people that... Fear that they're in the simulation. Like the Matrix? Yes. Okay. I'm not saying that's what I do. I'm just like, what if I did? What if this? What if I woke up tomorrow and they're like, nah, man, that was all made up in your head. You have a strange, beautiful You were really mind. hit by a bus when you were <laughs> 20 and none of that happened. And they're like, I don't, my kids, my, my wife, my family, my house, like all that's gone. I can honestly say I've never thought about that once in my life. Now you will. Now I'm going to think, shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. Irrational fear. Wow. I got a buddy of mine that he is deathly afraid of cotton balls. No. And to say it's a texture thing is really not fair. That's because what I think. Texture. What else is there to a cotton ball? If if he sees one, he freaks out. Uh, I asked him they one don't time, have plans. I, had one, I asked him one <laughs> time. I was like, so, so like, can you change the lint in the dryer? He goes, no. I was like, dryer burn up. <laughs> He's like, no. I what can't. the hell? He goes, I, I have before, but I have to put on like latex gloves. Or something like that to grab it. So it's it a out. textured thing. But if if you touch him with one or even like get close to him, he'll start like almost convulsing and almost start throwing up. How does he get a shot? I, I don't know. I've never asked him that. What do they pack his mouth with when he gets a tooth pulled? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, then it's in your head. I got to ask him that. Like, oh, that's got to be the worst thing ever. I mean, because gauze and cotton balls are... Pretty damn Pretty close. Similar. Yeah. And like I said, if you can't do the, the, the lint trap. If you can't trap, do a cotton ball, I can't imagine oh, you would do. 
And I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, he he will change his lifestyle around it. So it is. So it's a it's, phobia. It's a phobia. Yeah, it is it's a legit true phobia. Like, wow. it, he can't do it. He just can't do it. Hmm. Irrational. Check. Alfred Hitchcock was afraid of eggs, or the shape of ovals. Like they weren't allowed on the set. Hmm. An egg. Walt Disney was scared of mice. Hmm. And maybe that's how he overcame it. Overcame it, and like I'll just make it confronted head on. Popular creation ever, being a mouse. House of the Mouse. <laughs> Batman. Weird. Weird. Walt Disney yeah. was Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Take the thing that scares me the most and turn it against my enemies. They use their fear. Get my fear against them. <laughs> we kind of made this so Walt so Disney bad. too. <laughs> Take my fear of mice and turn it on the world, yeah. and it worked. It did. It did. Damn it, it worked. Wow. Mm. Well, I think segueing out of that funny little uh, exchange there, buddy, it's time to do our little segment that we call Search Engine Results. As those of you who have joined us previously know, and for those of you new to this, let me explain it for you. Let me lay it out here. We play a little game called Search Engine Results every week where I ask the internet an open-ended question. I then take the first search engine result and group it in with three other answers. Keith's job is to guess what the first search engine result was on said question. Are you ready to play, my brother? Sure, always. All right, keeping with today's topic. Here is the question that I asked the all-powerful internet. The number one fear in the world is... Ooh. Okay. The number one fear in the world is... A. Acrophobia. The fear of heights. Mm -hmm. B. Arachnophobia. Obviously, the fear of spiders. Mm -hmm. Or C, that I'm about to butcher, Ophidophobia. Ophidophobia? It's the fear of snakes. No. Oh, okay. So let's, let's say this. The number one fear in the world is A, fear of heights, B, fear of spiders, or C, the fear of snakes. Take a moment. Think about it. Hmm. I don't like spiders and snakes, but if that's what it takes. I think I'm going to have to go with the fear of spiders because I know so many people that are scared of spiders. I mean, how many times have you seen that meme where it's like, I saw a spider burn the house down, you know, like don't even mm -hmm. try to attempt it. So I think I'm going to have to go with fear of spiders. Fear of spiders. Mm -hmm. Sticking with it. Bing, bing, bing. So says the internet. Fear of spiders is the number one fear in the world. Yes. Got it. Ah, I knew that one. Ha ha. Yes. That's not too surprising, though, because I know, like I said, spiders, that's a big one. Really, and, and a lot of bugs in general. Yeah. And the the other two were actually in the top three also. Oh, I, yeah. I, I the fear that. of heights and the fear of snakes. Hmm? I'm kind of surprised that claustrophobia wasn't on there. That's the actually only phobia that I have. Claustrophobia? Yep. yep. And it's not even so much being in a in a small space as being somewhere where I can't, if I can't move my arms... I will freak out. Um, being like, in small spaces, it, it bothers me, but I can I can manage for the most part. Like mm -hmm. I can ride in an elevator; it's it's a little difficult, but I can do it. But if I'm in a situation where I can't move my arms, I I can't do it. Like if you were on a super crowded subway where everybody was pressed up against you, yeah, I don't, I don't think I could do it. Nope. nope, you can't move. Mm -mm. Nope. And I've I've like I've done it where I'm trying to help my father in law get up onto the house. 
fix some stuff, do whatever. And I start crawling through and I get to where I'm like bunched up and I'm like, nope. And I just have to shimmy my way out. I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> Crawl nope, space nope. key. <laughs> nope. Can't do it. Not going to happen. Cannot do it. The Cannot pipes do it. remains busted. Yep. Nope. Uh, I'm paying someone to come fix it because it, this guy ain't going. See, I think that a lot of people, that's a lot of people. Most everybody I would talk to would say claustrophobia that I have kind of bounced the question off of. So yeah, I can't be in tight spaces, little spaces. And I find a lot of times it is around a lot of people, mm-hmm. more people, crowds. And see, I think it's, we should have done the research to see what the, what the fear of crowded spaces is, because I think that's actually more than claustrophobia. It's just being, being freaked out oh, by people. I mean, it's a, how many times have you got the Walmart feeling where well, there's too many people around you? Mm-hmm. And, and then the holidays, and, yeah, any kind of shopping? Out. Yeah. Yeah. Just too many people. Yeah. I think that's. That's actually probably more real, more prominent than being in a tight space. Like I said, I can get in an elevator. I don't like it, but I can do it. But yeah, you get if, now if you start cramming people in the elevator, I'm gonna be like, nope, you gotta get up. Can't do this. Can't do this. I wonder how borderline that is with social anxiety. Agoraphobia. That's what it is. That's the fear of crowds. Oh, okay. And I know quite a bit of people with that too. Yeah. You talk to most people, they don't like crowded spaces. I don't know anybody that you would come across and be like, do you really like really packed crowded spaces? No. And they'd say, like no. a rave? Yes. Be like, oh, don't drop that on people. They don't know what that is. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. Like, I, yeah, I don't like crowded places. Eh. Concerts, I'm to that point where it's like, I want to sit up in my chair. I yeah, be put down me in the very, very back where I can sit in my lawn chair. <laughs> I don't want to be in the pit. I don't want to be in the middle of it. Don't judge me. Yep. No, no, no. No, I think kind of the consensus we've figured out talking here, fear has a place. Mm-hmm. It has a purpose. For the most part, when managed, it keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you away from dangerous things and dangerous situations. Yeah, fear is kind of that uh, subconscious thing that keeps you from from harm. I mean, it, it keeps you from getting hurt. That's its purpose. Yeah, yeah. Fear of a broken heart. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, when taken to the extreme, anything can be detrimental to your life. I think fear is no different than overeating, overindulging in dangerous activities because you like the thrill. Maybe that's not the fear thing, that's thrill seekers. Keep putting themselves in more dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there are definitely a lot of people out there that they they look for the next scare. Mm-hmm. They look for the next thing that's going to freak them out. And I, I, don't, I guess that's an addiction. I don't know. Addition to adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But fear is good. Fear take is it good. in small dosage. Yeah. Don't let it ruin your life. I think it's really cool, too, when people can take fear and manipulate it, turn it around, uh, use it for their advantage, or help them out in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really cool how people can sometimes flip fear. Using it to learn a new talent. Things like that. Yeah. New talent or, or mastering something that you wouldn't do beforehand. Yeah. Like if you weren't afraid of whatever it was. I have an interjection that I didn't talk about earlier that's a fear thing. And it's more of a tidbit and maybe helpful to somebody out there that's having a first time dealing with a child that's afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. What we did was make a thing called Go Away Monster Spray. Okay. When we were dealing with um, our oldest, when she was sleeping in her bed... I think when they get about three, four, when they really start dreaming and having nightmares. And start noticing the shadows. Start noticing shadows. Their mind really starts playing tricks on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's very difficult for people. And a lot of times you end up 
with a kid in your bed. Sometimes I sleep in your bed for way too long Mm -hmm. where it becomes unhealthy and it becomes more of a habit than it is their security blanket. Yeah. When it's just how they go to sleep is they go to sleep in your bed. Totally agree. So tell me about this monster spray. Okay. So what we did was take a spray bottle, Mm -hmm. put a little water in it. Maybe you put a little essential oil in it, something to smell, and then go around the house and find things. Use whatever your imagination can come up with. Make it fun, almost like a scavenger hunt for the kids. I think we found a penny that I said this was a lucky penny, and look, it's got the year you were born on it. We put that in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Go outside, find a clover. You don't got to find a four-leaf clover. You know, just explain it to them. Well, if a four-leaf clover is lucky, every clover's probably got a little bit of luck. You put that in the bottle. Have fun. Put a bunch of different things. Um, Put one of dad's beard's hair in it for courage. Put one hey, of mom's like <laughs> hairs in the bottle for love. And you make a go-away monster spray. And then every night before bed, you go around the room. You do a couple of sprays. If you have to go outside the house and spray it on the window. And just be like, this is magic that I read about somewhere. And monsters cannot even come anywhere near the house. Oh, I like that. Bad things. You know, like whether that. it's a monster or ghost, whatever they're afraid of, use it. Aim it in that direction. And then it gives them something tangible that they can hold in their hand that's right next to their bed they can see they, they can, can see they can touch they can smell they yeah. it's, it's tangible to them yeah that's cool it's something real it's it's a weapon to them yeah i like that it's magic it's, that's it's cool. kind of fun you know and it really did help it really did so take that for what it's worth try it if nothing else is working for you i hope it works go away monster really, spray go Heck away yeah. monster spray it's really i like that i read it somewhere I'm, i can't i cannot take Credit for that. I read it somewhere, <laughs> and we did it, and by golly, it worked. Hmm. So for anybody out there that's struggling with a child that's afraid of the dark, um, afraid of all those things that go bump in the night, give that a shot. That's a cool tip, man. It's yeah. fun family yeah. time to go around. If you want to go out in the parks and find different things and, you know, a, a butterfly wing or whatever, I'm, just use your imagination. Hmm. Make it a fun scavenger hunt for the kid. And then they have that that they can hold before bed and – Boom. Their room is monster-proof. That's cool. Give like it a it. shot. Hmm. Highly recommend it. Well, brother, as always, had a good time talking to you tonight. Yep. We want to thank everybody out there in listener land again for joining us. Hopefully you take a couple of tidbits away with you. Being afraid of the dark is completely healthy. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Try to manage and control it. Yeah. Anybody that's listening out there that uh, if you guys enjoy us, uh, tell a friend. Help us yeah, out a little bit. Be sure hit that subscribe. Leave some comments. Let us know how you want us to take the directions on these. We're willing to talk about almost anything. That's why we are the random men. That's why we are the random men. All right. Till we uh, see you next time. Y'all take care of each other.